Okay, so it's the 25th of May, uh, day 712, I think, of lockdown, uh, and I am very warm. It is very, very warm, and I've mentioned before that I recovered this uh, under my covers for sound, for to, to, <laughs> to deaden the sound a little, uh, which is probably not the best way to do it. So I'm even warmer. Uh, Hey, how how is everyone? Every, everyone doing good? Cool. I'm glad. Uh, I think today I'm just going to talk about... Uh, like, I've talked a lot about Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, on this. Uh, I, I still have a whole lot more to say. Because like I say, I rewatched um, uh, The Body and Forever. It's sort of epilogue. Uh, episode over the weekend and uh, oof, oof, well no like on Thursday uh, time time has no meaning it's fine uh, so I've got a lot to say about that at some point what, I'm still processing give me time guys jeez leave it off but I've not talked about my other favourite TV show uh, like I think I've mentioned it once my other favourite TV show uh, like of all time is Columbo uh, if you're not familiar with Columbo it ran uh, all through the 70s and uh, its original run, uh, then um, sort of came back in the late 80s, I think, might even have been early 90s, and then ran all the way through the 90s a lot less frequently, like a lot more sort of TV movies rather than as a regular series. And essentially what it's about, it's about Lieutenant Columbo, uh, no first name ever given, played by Peter Falk. Uh, he's a detective, uh, and a homicide detective. And essentially, what we see, however, okay, I'll, I'll run down a standard Columbo episode. We see um, a character, usually a man, not always, usually a man, uh, who is going about their day and then commits a murder. Uh, we then, and this is even more important than him seeing him commit a murder, we see what he does to. Uh, like cover up that murder so uh, we see somebody's everyday situation we see them commit a murder we often find out we sometimes find out why we often don't sometimes it's like premeditated sometimes it's not like it's not really relevant what's relevant is that we see a murder this is and also we don't always see there's a couple episodes which break this formula and are not as good and then like i said the most important thing is we see him cover up the murder, the steps he takes to cover up the murder. He then goes about his everyday life, and you and sometimes this can take like ten minutes. Sometimes it's like half the episode. Like sometimes we're like thirty minutes in before like a body is discovered and the police are called. And then when the police are called, Columbo shows up. Columbo is played by Peter Falk, uh, who you might also know as the granddad in The Princess Bride, the greatest movie ever made. Don't quote me on like don't like challenge me on that so I mean like don't quote me on that no you can you can quote me on that it's not my favorite film but it is the greatest film ever made um fact it's just a fact guys uh but yeah he it's an incredible performance like a standout absolute like career defining performance a perfect marriage of performance and character so he turns up uh he's this bumbling and in inverted commas detective uh, and a dirty a dirty mac spoke like he's always sort of like fumbling around looking looking like like looking like he doesn't really know what, what he's doing there and he'll talk to the the killer and you always get the sense if you've watched as much of it as i have which is all of as which is to say 
all of it out all on DVD. It all comes in a big cigar case. Colombo smoke cigars. Um, and cigar, a cigar case is actually a hugely important uh, plot point in one of the episodes. Anyway, that's not relevant. So he sort of fumbles his way through the investigation, seemingly. Like, he, he, and also when you've watched all, like I say, you've watched all of these episodes as much as I have, you get a sense that Columbo knows, like, immediately. Like, he's been doing this for years. He knows immediately who the killer is. And this is where the, the greatness of the show comes from. Because it's not a whodunit, right? Most detective shows, and I'll talk about my, I love other detective shows. I can talk about those in a minute. Like, other detective stuff are whodunits. Like, we, we're going along with the detective trying to solve the crime. And this, we know who the criminal is. Again, caveat, usually. There's, like, two episodes where we don't, and they're not very good. Um, uh, so, we know who committed crime, and we know how he did it. We, it's not even, like, we know how he did it. Like, we know everything about the crime. We saw the crime. So what we're watching is what has been what has been termed by some people as a, how, not a whodunit, but a how catch him. So the idea is, the reason we see the characters go through all these steps to, like, cover up their murder is because we're, like, going, oh, what of these steps is Columbo going to twig onto? Like, what clues are they leaving behind here that Columbo's going to figure out and use? Because it doesn't matter if Columbo knows the person's a murderer. If you can't prove it, it doesn't matter. So what he does is, and this is where it all comes, this is where the genius of the show comes through. Because there are these character studies of these murderers, right? And these murderers are usually very arrogant, right? They're usually people who believe, I mean, they're people who believe they can get away with murder, right? And Columbo is deliberately, they're off, very often, like, uh, upper class, like, rich, like, powerful men. Like, that's usually the case. Like, uh, or vain or you know all of these things like they're bad dudes usually who've done a horrible thing but they think they are geniuses and that's how Columbo gets them nearly every time they think that their plan is so perfect or even or if they didn't plan it that their innate genius is so good that they will be able to avoid being caught for it like Especially by this idiot, bumbling detective, who has no has no manners and seems like it has this very quaint way of speech, and that's what it comes out of. Like the performance of Combo is so pitch perfect. Peter Falk is always sort of like stumbling over his words. Uh, he refers to his wife, Mrs. Columbo, all the time. Uh, we never see her in like seventy episodes of the show. We never see her. Uh, Unclear if she exists. Um, he drives around in a busted up like old car. I've got no idea what the car is. I'm not a car. I'm not a car person. Uh, so, but it's like he's unrefined. He and he presents himself as ill-educated, but he's actually always the smartest man in the room. So we've got these character studies of these vainglorious people who are like. Uh, we get to see into their minds, and we follow them for some of it, which we, that never happens I think a whodunit. Like, we see them talking to Columbo, and then they're like, oh yeah, I should probably double down on this 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 piece of uh, evidence of my alibi, or I should make, or I should double check that this, this thing isn't going to be a problem. And that's the thing, Columbo makes them do that. 
because he'll sort of talk around. He'll like he'll regularly be like, um, so Mrs. Colombo, she's always telling me that I should uh, I should I should buy uh, uh, pencils, cause uh, pens have a habit of bursting out. Like a, I had a pen in my inside coat pocket and it burst and ink got everywhere. And you know, it always uh. And she has to wash it, and the ink is really hard to get out. So she's saying I should get a pencil, but I'm always like, I don't, I don't trust pencils. What if they're blunt? Would you need them to be blunt? You know, and I, you know what I'm talking about. And the detective, like, and the person he's talking to is always like, oh gosh, this, why am I interested in this? Why should we care about this? And then Columbo will say the following: He'll be like, okay, okay, well, I should go and try and find anything. So I'll leave you alone. Oh, uh, just one more thing thinking about this pen ink you know no matter how you wash much you wash it it never quite goes out you know and I was thinking maybe the killer had tried to like there's a lot of blood in this in this murder maybe the killer tried to wash it out maybe he didn't get everything and maybe that's something we should look into well okay see you later and he walks off uh, and then the the the, the, the the suspect is like suddenly spirals and he goes oh no what if I haven't done this stuff I haven't got enough blood out of my clothes I should go and wash that oh I took them to the laundrette but I did a laundrette I took the laundrette under the assumed name so that if it did get back to me it wouldn't work so I'll go and check and then he goes to the laundrette and like Columbo's there and Columbo's like well, well that's interesting is, is, this, is this your clothes because uh, he always knows right that's a bad example I don't write these episodes right <laughs> but it's always something like that uh, that's Columbus catchphrase, by the way. Is uh, oh, uh, just one more thing. Like he'll be talking inanely, and then he'll be like, "Oh, just one more thing." Devastating piece of news for your uh, attempts to cover up a murder, <laughs> and then he'll leave. Uh, and it's always like he drives these people to incriminate themselves, and thereby reveal that they're a murderer. It doesn't matter how well you tidy up after your murder. Like going to a crime scene that you couldn't possibly not exist to try and find a piece of a piece of uh, evidence that didn't actually exist, but Combo just convinced you did. That's going to make you look super guilty. And he does this every time. And he's all the affectations. Like he smokes the cigars. He's got uh, Peter Falk himself has a lazy eye, like a, a, a lazy eye, I think, either a glass eye or a lazy eye. Uh, so he's got this whole look about him. He always he's, he wears a crumpled Mac. And he himself is a crumpled man, <laughs> is the idea. Uh, and this is interesting because, like, he starts feeling this in the seventies when he's like, uh, you know, middle-aged, uh, and then he plays all the way through to like the early two thousands when he's a bit older, and he sort of just ages into the role even more perfectly. Like, little things like the fact we he never gets promotion uh, over all these years. We never find out his first name. He has a dog named Dog. Uh, which is, uh, uh, for some of the episodes, incredible. Incredible dog. Good dog. Well done. Sometimes he'll be paired up with other cops. It doesn't happen that often. He'll be like, who's the guy? Whatever. But usually it's this very standard formula that works really well. And if you think of it, like, all detective fiction is very formulated. Like, um, uh, Link and, um, oh my god, what is the other? Uh, Levinson, who created Columbo. I cannot remember the first names, and if I did, uh, research for these then you know if this was a, if this was a podcast and it's not a podcast and I did research for these I'd know their actual names I think it would be David and Richard or William doesn't matter 
Uh, doesn't matter. They also created Murder, She Wrote. Uh, Murder, She Wrote is another fantastic show. Angela Lansbury plays uh, J.P. Fletcher, Jessica Fletcher, who is a, uh, a, a murder mystery novelist in a sort of Agatha Christie style. She herself is very much a Miss Marple-esque figure, and she exists in this place called Cabot Cove, where people keep dying. Uh, there's a lot of running jokes that people, if, if, if the, a lot of people die around Jessica Fletcher to the point where it almost seems suspicious because she's not like an unlike Columbo who is with the police she's uh, more like a sort of Miss Marple figure where she's just sort of um, you know a casual detective and I like these sort of casual detective shows where it's like someone who's not actually a detective like but, but solves crimes you know and Miss Marple is the archetype uh, or an example of this and Jessica Fletcher is a perfect example of this so like Levinson and Link do that. I think they also did a, an adaptation of some Ellery Queen stories as well, but I've never seen those. And I love those shows, like I love Murder, She Wrote, and I watched Murder, She Wrote and especially Columbo uh, with my gran uh, a lot, who uh, I miss dearly. Um, and we would all, we, like, essentially, I lived with her for six months, and all we did was watch uh, detective TV shows, like we watched Poirot, I think I mentioned that before, like the David Sushi Poirot. I just love detective stories. I always have. Um, I love I love Agatha Christie. I think I've said before that my gran left me her complete collection of Agatha Christie. I love those. Um, I love, obviously I love Sherlock Holmes. I'm in an improvised Sherlock Holmes show, uh, you know, and there's various adaptations. Uh, Jeremy Brett is the best on-screen Sherlock. Again, I will fight you. I won't. I'm a pacifist, but I'm just right. Although, you might also be right if you believe someone else. Like, I'm right to say that he's my favourite. Anyway, um, uh, I love... Uh, I just... I, I love... Uh, oh, I used to... Uh, I studied English at university. So, I've, like, I've read a lot of uh, the classics and stuff. And one of the things I did for a while was I got obsessed with short stories. And there are three early, sort of, uh, Edgar Allan Poe short stories introduce a detective called C. Auguste Dupin, who's sort of the Paris police. Uh, they are, oh, let's see if I can remember this. Uh, murders at the room, Murders on the Rue Morgue. The Purloined Letter, I definitely thought one. And uh, it's, it's the Rue Morgue and the Marie Roger, but I can't remember if it's Murders on the Rue Morgue or Murder at the Rue Morgue and something at the case of the Marie Roger or something like that. Anyway, these are very early detective sort of fiction. There's earlier ones, like I think one of the Arabian Nights is technically a whodunit. It's like technically a detective fiction. Uh, like I did an essay on this about about, about 12 years ago now, so forgive me if I uh, if I forget. But like these Sea Augusta Pan novels have the whole thing set out, right? Like very complicated mysteries. Uh, the prolonged, uh, one of them is a locked room mystery, classic, which is the crime where how could a crime possibly come out of here? The whole room, the room was locked the whole time. Turns out it was a gorilla. Spoiler. Uh, genuinely does. Uh, like, it's not refined, uh, but like a lot of things, Poe was figuring stuff out as he went along, you know? And the formula, and then not long after that, Agatha Christie starts like churning stuff out. Uh, and there's so many detective novels out there now. Like, it's a huge, it's a, it's an, in, it's a gigantic industry, and rightly so. And I still love. I don't read as much as I used to. I've talked about it here, 
before, I love detective fiction so much, and I love ones that have a bit of a twist. Like I say, Columbo is not a whodunit, it's a who catch him. I also, growing up, adored uh, the TV series Jonathan Creek. Uh, Jonathan Creek is a fantastic show. Uh, I rewatched it recently, it doesn't hold up as well as I'd wanted to, although I think the, the crimes still do. But they actually, there's a lot of weird sort of 90s sensibility to the comedy of it where it's like this weird farce of oh you've almost ended up in bed with this person and what kind of relationship do you actually have and also there's a weird in one episode that I really like because it's a weird extended transphobic joke and I just don't like that <laughs> it's the 90s I get it but the whole concept of that show is that John Creek played by Alan Davis not an actor, uh, he's a stand up you'll know him from QI uh, plays a uh, a guy who cr- uh, creates the illusions for a big, mag- a big time magician. Like that's what he does. He's he constructs illusions for a magician. He also, but he gets in the first episode. He he he, he, find, he gets becomes friends question mark with an investigative reporter played by Carolyn Quentin, uh, who is looking into a crime which people are like, oh, it's open a short case, but she's not sure. So, what essentially the show becomes, and like he goes through lots of different partners, like uh, <laughs> like uh, Carly Quentin leaves and Julia Swallow joins, Julia Swallow leaves and Sheridan Smith joins, Sheridan Smith leaves and uh, Sarah Alexander takes over. You know, like, because you always have that classic Watson character, right? Well, you don't always, but you can, you can as a good character to have, or Captain Hastings in uh, Poirot, someone for them to bounce ridiculous ideas off of and ridiculous is the name of the game because the idea in Jonathan Creek is these crimes are always completely are always like impossible like the whole idea is how could you possibly have done how could this possibly have happened there was one where a guy uh, appears to have, like a guy has committed suicide in a in sort of like a nuclear bunker like so he's he's behind like six different locked doors uh, but then he realized. Then John was like, "Well, he didn't commit suicide. He was he was murdered." And then it was like, "How could he be murdered? He was literally like, he. he this is the ultimate locked room mystery. Uh, how how did the killer escape?" Etc. And it's this whole really interesting. Like, and the idea is that because John from Creek is an illusionist, like he's a guy, he's an engineer. Like for a, for an engineer for a magician, his brain works differently. Like he goes. He doesn't see the impossible, he sees how can I make this possible? How could this be possible? Which is very similar to the Shakespeare, the, Shakespeare, the, the Sherlock Holmes thing of uh, Occam's Razor, uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes, misuse of Occam's Razor, uh, that eliminate the impossible, and all, eliminate the impossible and all that's left, no matter how improbable must be the truth, is not strictly how Occam's Razor works, but it's how Sherlock Holmes says it does. <laughs> and it's how these things work. like. So like it can't. It's obviously couldn't have been committed by a ghost. So, uh, and if it's impossible for the like this bunker one, this is a spoiler for you, uh, for a, like a TV show from the nineties. If this bunker one, how how could he have escaped? It's impossible. And the answer is, he didn't. Uh, he shoots the guy, and then he bricks himself into the wall in the bunker. <laughs> so he doesn't escape. He himself, he dies himself, 
and it's this whole I, I love that whole idea of one of the things I love about whodunits uh, is this whole idea of uh, the explanation right it's where Poirot gets out, gathers everyone in a drawing room and tells everyone how it's done uh, uh, talking about if you've not seen the, t- the film Knives Out uh, which came out last year that is an incredible example of this. Uh, Daniel Craig plays a sort of Poirot-esque detective uh, <laughs> uh, with a ludicrous accent, as as tradition. Who uh, solves crimes? Uh, what an amazing film! A great, and that's got a great mystery as well, which unfolds in, in fun ways. And it's the reveal, and sometimes the reveal is so far-fetched and so ridiculous. You're just like, there's no way I could possibly get that. And that's when these things don't work, right? One of the reasons why Columbo is so great is it never tries to trick the audience. Like a lot of these shows, the whole idea is, did you figure it out yet? And that's not really the point, right? That's you can have fun trying to figure it out yourself. But the point is how, like, is you should figure it out about a minute, a minute and a half, on a TV show, about a minute, a minute and a half before the detective does. So the detective should find some information, like some a clue that makes you go, ah, okay, now I get it. He's going to figure it out in a second, and then he does. Brilliant. Uh, Clubble doesn't have to worry about that, because we already know how it was done. So we what? and they also do this great thing of, you watch um, the criminal cover up their crime, and if you watch enough episodes, You'll be like, oh, he left this. I bet Columbo will pick up on that. And then Columbo never does. He picks up on something else. Uh, is this whole, I just, I'm finding the whole idea of the perfect crime fascinating. Uh, other TV shows or whodunits that I love uh, that shouldn't work. Uh, Veronica Mars is an incredible example of it. Uh, set in, a, set in a, <laughs> a California high school uh, at the beach. Uh, t- a teenage private investigator played by Kristen Bell. Fantastic. Really, really love that show. Don't know if um, don't know if it holds up. I think it does. I've not rewatched it. They had a recent series which I, I still really liked. Kristen Bell's very good. That helps. But yeah, it's this idea of like um, I like these shows where people talk about the perfect crime. Like like criminals always think they've committed the perfect crime, and it's like a problem solving exercise. And I always lo- I thought I always loved problem solving. And that's what it all comes down to, and it's why Columbo's great, it's why Jonathan Creek's great, it's why all these great like detective fiction stories are great. It's because it's just, at their core, it's here is a problem, a crime was committed, and we don't know who did it, or we don't know how it was done, or we don't know how to catch the person who did it. And these detectives, these incredible, these people with incredible minds, look at the facts, figure it out, it all makes sense. And there's part of my OCD brain that loves when things connect and make sense, <laughs> right? So that's why I love all of these shows so much. And why I will continue to watch them when they come out. I even watch bad ones, you know? I'll probably talk some more about some really bad ones at some point, but those are really good ones that I really, really enjoy. Anyway, yeah. Uh, just oh just one more thing uh stay safe stay home and stay well and if you're ever in doubt as to who committed a crime i mean if there is a butler around i'm just saying 
give them a wide berth. My name is Marjoy. Thank you very much. Goodbye.